Welcome to the Propel Podcast. Thank you for joining us. On today's episode, we're joined by Adam Barfoot. He is a licensed professional counselor and CrossFit Level 2 trainer. He's also the host of the Counseling and Functional Fitness Podcast. Adam, thank you for being here again. Well, thank you for having me, Nicholas. I'm glad to be back. Uh, speaking of being glad, uh, we're going to talk today about gratitude, which is something that I think most people arrive at around the holiday season every year. But um, we really want to dive into it a little bit deeper because it has so many implications for our mental well-being and our overall health um, as far as how we see life and our resilience when life doesn't go our way. So um, just to start and make sure that we're on uh, the same level here, can you give us a working definition of gratitude? So one thing I think of when I think of gratitude is the act of showing thankfulness or gratefulness for kindness that we've received or some positive experience that we've had. So really being aware of the positive experiences we have, I think, is the or at least that's my kind of main point in gratitude. Do you think that people um, would have that same definition? Do you think people are really aware of what gratitude is, or is it something that we still have something to learn about? Well, one interesting thing about that is when you when when I look up the definition of gratitude, the word grateful is in the definition, which I guess when we have a word that we're defining when the same word is in the definition or a similar word it is not the most helpful. But I think that when a lot of people think of gratitude, they think of, well, yeah, I should be thankful for my blessings or for good things in my life. But as I'm, as I assume we'll talk about in a little bit, the negative aspects or unpleasant aspects of our experience often stand out much more to us and in our minds and in our memories too, than the pleasant experiences we have do. Yeah, and that's a that's a very good point. Um, and I imagine, you know, when you're with clients or just um, speaking with people, you you probably have to address um, their outlook on their situation. In your experience, why do so many people struggle with gratitude? So I think it's what, or I think it's because of what we can call the negativity bias. And that is that we are much more prone to, again, remember, but also acknowledge and be aware of the unpleasant experiences experiences we have compared to the pleasant experiences we have. So if we are driving in the road and the sunset is beautiful and that's amazing and we take note of that and we recognize that, but then someone swerves in front of us and we have to slam on our brakes – the thing we're going to probably remember more so about that experience is the person in front of us slamming on or us having to slam on our brakes rather than the pleasant feelings we experienced when we saw the sunset. So the the negativity bias is something that we all have and something that a lot of people struggle with some more than others. But I think it's part of the human experience in some sense, but that does not mean that we are destined to only have a bias toward our negative or unpleasant experiences because something that can happen with really training our perspective and being intentional with our perspective is that we can actually pay more attention to the pleasant experiences we have compared to only, again, kind of taking note of the unpleasant experiences that we have. So in your view, it 
largely comes down to what we choose to observe that all of the pieces information are there, but our brains and our bias focuses primarily on the negative. Right. And we we see more of what we look for, too. So if we are on the lookout for unpleasant experiences happening in our lives, we shouldn't be surprised when we see a whole lot of them. But when we pay attention and look for pleasant experiences in our lives, we also shouldn't be surprised when we're filled with more pleasant emotions on a day-to-day basis compared to, again, if we're only looking out for the unpleasant experiences in life. Right. Um, if you could share either from yourself or, or a client how you've seen the effects of practicing gratitude um, on their life and, and how it's actually contributed to an increase in positivity and just overall um, levels of happiness. Yeah. So I think that it really depends on, again, what we are giving our attention, focus and effort to. And so if I, for me personally, if I'm in a foul mood or just in an unhappy state of mind, then I'm going to be more on the lookout for things that confirm my experience that today is a hard day. But if I'm more so on the lookout for reasons that today can be a great day, again, I shouldn't be surprised when I find out that, oh, today may be better than I thought it was. So I think that, again, that with with my personal experience, when I can kind of flip the script in my mind to focus on the pleasant aspects of my experience compared to the unpleasant, I notice more pleasant things in my life. And I see this often in my therapy work as what I like to call the difference between problem-focused talk and solution-focused talk. But this can also be with problem-focused thinking or solution-focused thinking. So problem-focused talking or thinking is when, as the or as the phrase implies, we're, we're more focused on the problem than we are in the solution. But we can spend days upon days talking in therapy about what is going on in the client's life that is not ideal. But I take a very strengths-based approach to therapy, and I really like to explore with my clients and kind of help them mentally stretch in a way to, again, notice more pleasant aspects of their experience and be more solution-focused too. It's the It comes down to also the, okay, I think we both have a great understanding of what the problem is, but let's talk about solutions now. And I've found that to be, or at least potential solutions, and I've found that to be a really helpful way to kind of categorize different ways of both talking and thinking in therapy with my clients, but also in my personal life, too. In your experience, um, and obviously training in um, the CrossFit um, realm, do you feel like with performance, there is um, a distinct benefit from having a mentality of gratitude um, toward the overall successes and failures that someone might experience as they're training? Well, I think that gratitude goes a long way in every single area of life, and that includes physical fitness and training as well. So with the athlete who wants to talk about everything they've done so poorly or not up to their own standard of perfection, 
there's a time and a place for reflecting on what we could have done better, but we also, I think, need to give ourselves some credit for what we're doing well. And that includes the highest level of performance, too. I work with a lot of athletes in my counseling practice, and this is something that we focus on with, yes, reflecting on what they can do better, but also, man, tell me about what you did well, <laughs> mm-hmm. rather than only focusing on what went in a subpar way or what did not go up to their own level of perfection. And I think there's also room for room for improvement for a lot of people in, again, recognizing what they've done well and giving themselves credit for the effort they are putting in the right direction. And that brings to my mind a sports psychology concept called right effort. And it what that concept makes me think of is that we can apply all kinds of effort in all kinds of directions if we want to, but right effort is all about putting our effort in the right direction and the right amount of effort in the right direction. So if we are, again, putting all kinds of effort in all kinds of different directions, how much better would our or might our energy be used if we use the right amount of effort in the right direction? time and place. Propel is a fully customized software platform that allows organizations of all sizes to run a comprehensive global well-being program for their employees and families. Propel is built to create long-term behavior change by infusing an organization's distinctive culture into a well-being program that reflects its unique needs. Propel allows you to run an unlimited number of well-being challenges, automate a health incentive program, deliver curated content, integrate organizational initiatives, and more. With Propel, you have the flexibility to meet your employees where they are and help them develop healthy habits that stick. To see all of the ways you can use Propel to engage your employees, schedule a 30-minute demo with our team by emailing sales at propelwellness.com or visit our website at propelwellness.com. So you mentioned being able to reflect on things that we're doing well. Um, what are some things, some other things that we can do on a daily basis or just rituals? Maybe it could be when we walk into a specific situation or it's a specific time of day where we may have more negative feelings. What are some things that we can be doing to improve the way that we see our lives and practice gratitude? So I think something that can help with a, especially the ritual aspect of this, or even a kind of tradition aspect is practicing gratitude at the same time each day or each week. If you have something you do weekly that makes you, excuse me, think of gratitude, but also, in a daily a daily practice of gratitude, I think that's where these things can really take the most hold and grow the deepest roots, too. Because if we, for example, if we practice gratitude every day after lunch, I think that is going to, again, if we get in the rhythm and the habit of doing that, when we finish lunch but we don't practice gratitude, we might feel a bit different. But then again, we shouldn't be surprised if we feel different when practicing gratitude compared to when we don't. So something I really like about or helping people create these rituals and traditions for practicing gratitude is either on a weekly or a daily basis, really having a practice of 
thankfulness and noticing the positive and pleasant aspects of your experience. Do you have any um, exercises or tips that you give um, to your clients on the practical side of practicing gratitude? For example, um, making lists or um, thinking about a certain situation and, and picking out the positives or the things that you are thankful for. Are there any exercises that you tend to prescribe? Well, one is a concept called grateful processing. And it's a process or it's a concept that when we, again, whether we are in a state of problem-focused talk and thinking or solution-focused talk and thinking, when we're processing an event in therapy, I think it's important, but also just in our daily lives and times of personal reflection as well, I think it's really important to say what or ask to ask ourselves, what can I learn from this experience that I had? Because I think the I think the questions that we ask ourselves play such a huge role in not only, of course, how we think, but also how we feel and act. So if we're asking ourselves the questions of, for example, what is good and even great and wonderful about my current experience that I'm in right now, or what were some great things that happened today, those things are going to make us think and feel very differently than getting home at the end of a long day and asking, what was just really terrible that happened today? And it 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 seems kind of silly when I put it that way, but it is really powerful. I mean, the questions that we ask ourselves so much influence and impact how we think and feel. So that's something that I like to bring awareness to as much as I can with a lot of my therapy clients is that let's reflect on what kind of questions we're asking ourselves to, well, and how those questions that we're asking ourselves affect our thinking and feeling and even acting also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and many times the way that we are thinking is is kind of a guide for the next thought that we're going to have. And so we can take control and ask the right questions that steer that conversation in our heads mm-hmm. towards a positive direction. We can see that positive outcome. Um, can you talk a little bit more about um, how practicing gratitude improves our resilience and mental well-being when things are difficult or maybe we're going through um, a, a long period of continued fighting against certain uh, difficulties or, or going through things that we have to keep picking ourselves back up from? Mm. Well, I think one thing is that we all have thought patterns and cycles of thinking and feeling in certain ways. And those questions that we ask ourselves, and as you said, the conversations in our minds that those really affect our mental well-being. And part of resilience is learning how to integrate difficult experiences into our worldview, not only that, but also our self-concept and how we view ourselves. So really diving into, I mean, there's a few kind of what we call in the therapy world cognitive distortions about um, when unpleasant events happen. And three of those are, they're, they're called the three Ps. I think I remember all of them, but we're about to find out. They're, they're called personalization. Um, I'm totally blanking on the other two, but personalization is, is really making 
things that happen in our lives about that we have some maybe character flaw or deficit in our character as to the reasons that these things are happening. And I think that being aware of our kind of automatic ways of thinking or even automatic negative thoughts that we have too when we encounter difficulty in life is really important. And awareness is the first step to change. So when we become more and more aware of, okay, how am I typically thinking and feeling in a given situation? When we have that awareness, we have the ability to then do something differently because of that awareness. And I think, again, resilience and and growing in who we are as people is a big part of figuring out not only how we view ourselves, but again, the self-concept of how we want to view ourselves and what goes into making you, you, and what goes into making me, me also. So these different areas of how we kind of define ourselves, I think that is a big part of gratitude too. And gratitude in the I suppose the character sense of the word can mean reflecting on our strengths and reflecting on the character traits that we have that we are grateful for and that we can also call upon in difficult times. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you say that gratitude that we express and receive can help foster a sense of community among people and really build the social connections that we have. Right. I I really like this question because the thing is that being grateful, I think will make more people want to be around the person who is grateful because it is so easy to point out, again, the unpleasant aspects of what's going on in the world or the unpleasant aspects of a day in the life of whomever, but it, being grateful, I think, is very, very, people who are grateful are very pleasant to be around. And also that when we are grateful, I think gratefulness and gratitude give life to more gratefulness and gratitude. If we're around someone who's constantly talking about how grateful they are for everything, we might find ourselves talking about or thinking about how grateful we are too. So I think it gratitude can be almost a social magnet in a way, whereas negativity can, although it is very common, be a, well, the opposite of a magnet. Whereas, I mean, I know that I don't typically enjoy being around people who are reliable in the sense of the word that they're going to talk about something unpleasant that they've experienced recently. But I think that gratitude, again, gives life to more gratitude, and gratitude is contagious, too. So it not only makes people want to be around us, but again, the conversation in our minds and the question that questions that we ask ourselves immediately give way to the next question. And if we're practicing gratitude, it's it can be its own cycle of we reflect on what we're grateful for we ask what we or we ask ourselves what we're grateful for and we see it and the reasons to feel it more and more in our day-to-day lives mm-hmm. uh, before we wrap up here um i really want to try to help um the the listeners find something practical so from your perspective adam 
What is one thing that someone could do after they finish listening to this that will help them take the next step in their journey towards practicing gratitude? So I think one thing is that in the time that the listeners or during the time the listeners have been listening to this episode, what is something they may have overlooked that was actually a very pleasant part of their experience? So even in the last 15, 20 minutes, what might we be overlooking that's actually been a real gift <laughs> and mm-hmm. really amazing too? And I think another practical thing is thinking of a, I mean, a simple but effective tool is a gratitude list, as you mentioned earlier. So not only thinking about the kind of immediate past of the last 15 to 20 minutes, but also thinking of what in the last week of my life has actually been a real gift for potential gratitude that I may have overlooked. And if that involves a person, I would really or another person, I would really challenge the listener to express gratitude to that person that they are grateful for also. That's a really good tip. And I think um, that just kind of goes back to the previous question we were talking about and um, being able to share gratitude with each other, um, especially in the workplace, Mm. is a great way to build that community. You may not work with someone on a project every day, um, and so you may not have that deep bond with them, but if they were helpful to you, if they were someone that um, greeted you with a smile, um, gave you uh, something that you're asking for, um, let them know how grateful you are. And like you said, grateful uh, gratitude is contagious and it's something that continues to cycle on for the people that practice it. Right. I agree very much. <laughs> Well, thank you, Adam, for being here today, and um, thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode. If you already uh, subscribe to the podcast on one of the podcast platforms, we thank you for that. Um, If you wouldn't mind just dropping us a review to tell us what you thought of um, the podcast in this episode. Um, Otherwise, we're thankful for you. We're grateful um, for those who listen to this and that uh, are pursuing a better life for themselves and um, building um, their mental well-being. Um, Stay tuned for the next episode of the Propel Podcast. And from everyone here at Propel, be well.